Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. Here we go. Ahoy, I should say, and welcome to the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. This is webisode number 65, and we've gone and done it, ladies and gentlemen. We've taken it to sea. That's right. This week, um, if you're if you're a weekly lava lamper, you'll notice the episode came up a little late this week, and that's because um, I had to spend a little extra time editing it um, because we took the podcast to sea this week. We took the boat over to Catalina Island and recorded from our mooring. Um, we had some wind noise and some things that we had to compete with that I didn't initially um, plan on, and so it's taken a little bit of editing magic. We didn't have the benefit of having the steam-driven computer uh, at sea, so it was pretty bare bones. Um, but that being said, I think we put together a pretty entertaining little episode for for you. It's chock full of all sorts of information about the California coastline and Catalina in particular. And so um, that being said, please enjoy and uh, and let's get right into it. The Jeremy Webisodes podcast, webisode number 65. 26 miles across the sea, Catalina is the place I want to be, and a boom, boom, shotgun. How does the rest go? Wait, did you add? Okay, so you added the rest there. Well, no, I knew the fine. first two lines. That was good. The song is from the early 50s. But That's we're awesome. in Catalina. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You have found your way to the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. I don't even. I can't off the top of my head even tell you. I have no notes on that. What? Which probably read? It's hundred and sixty-four. No, it's like hundred and seven. No, it's not. You're hundred and seven. So, this is finally the podcast at sea. And as much as I would like to tell you that the lava lamp is burning brightly as a beacon mm. for all the lost souls in the world, um, I'm hoping it is. I just we can't see it. I, I've left it a fly, a flame, a flame. Do you leave it a flame? Do you leave it on? Well, no, I, you know I don't. It's a hazard. Exactly, it's a hazard. It's a, it's a, it's a hazard. I'm sorry to so break that, that third you know, wall. Yeah, you know, it's not on, guys. <laughs> but we're not there. So I mean, this is the podcast life. at sea. Um, so, uh, firstly, um, firstly, thank you. Or is this nice? Not firstly, firstly at this part. First Nowly, of all, or. Um, please uh, <laughs> forgive the um, the sound quality. You know, this is not, uh, we're not in the lab. We don't have the full access to the steam-powered computer. We don't have all that headphones. going on. We don't have headphones. We have raw microphones on a boat at sea. You know what, though? It's still pretty rad. So, so I don't we, need the equipment to enjoy this. We're here. We're on, we're on. Uh, Santa Catalina. Yes. One of the Channel, uh, Islands. Channel Islands off the coast of California. Is it the only we one? Are, ha- in Josh, if you will have noticed off with Josh's little ditty, it is 26 miles off the coast of Southern California. Um, it's a cool little island. It uh, has a amazing little kind of interesting history. It was... It was uh, Spanish, it was Mexican, it's Californian, it was privately owned, um, the Wrigley family owned it uh, for a long stint, 
there has been a casino here at one point. Um, there are buffalo, bison. Bison. Sorry. There are bison here. Um, and we can get I into wanna, I don't want to alert Mr. Feedback. Where the bison came from, we can get into that. Yeah. Um, and how, why, as I'm rapidly pointing, Ryan, look at your phone. Why are the bison What's here? Do it. I, I believe I know when the bison are No, I, I think I know why the bison are here. Why, why, why are they here? They came here for a movie set. Right. That's exactly what I think. I don't know. I, I, no, I, th- I believe that's They correct. brought them over here when they were filming Western movies yeah. and you know, stuff over here. They brought bison and, over here. And they were like packing Flourished. up and be like, uh... Let's just leave me. I mean, it looks like what are we going to do with the bison? Yeah, leave me. <laughs> hey, Bill, what do you want to do with the bison? <laughs> Man. You know, the boat's there, full. Yeah. It's all right, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Leave them over there. Well, it's not like bringing in like a turtle. And they left like a bison's going to They go left like... one boy bison. They left one girl bison. And here's how it goes, kids. I wonder, like, I, I want to know that history a little more, Ryan. If you can find yeah, it. wink, wink, because Ryan. when you leave like a pack of bison behind, and just go meh. People were living here then. Doesn't like, a hundred bison change like the whole way the ecology and like everything just lives. added bison so here's you, the you thing. just add 150 bison to an yeah. island so, so literally it came down to that a movie needed 150 uh, 14 bison and so they brought 14 bison onto the island to do this whole thing and then 14 bison became 14 yeah, bison. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what they thought American bison were going to do alone on a tropical island with a great view, but um, they started reproducing. Yeah, though, like like you do. Like, like you know, people like people. I mean, the view here is phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty I, romantic. I, I can't quite get inside Pause. the bison's head, but I know bison's as a human, I don't, I never, looks pretty Is that good. a thing that bisons do to one another? Mm-hmm. Would you say bison head? I've never been inside a bison's head. Oh, but oh. in my human form, a great view on an island. You want to reproduce? Yeah. Right. Hey, look! Look at that sunset. <sighs> hey, you want to practice? How you, you want to practice? That so was... you may have just heard that pump kick on, and that is another indicator that we are here at sea. That was a bilge pump that may kick on from time to time, and what that does is a very important job of keeping us from sinking. So we want that to work. That's a it's pretty big cog. So if you hear in that. that kick on? That's the bilge, and uh, so yeah, we're at sea. We're on the boat. Something we may have referenced from time to time on the show. If you're a return lava lamper, you've heard us talk about the boat. We're on it. We made the voyage 26 miles across uh, the, the sea, the sea, to Catalina Island. Cool place. Um, on the harbor and the history of Catalina Island. Let's just go there. Let's do some history on this show. Let's kids. go. We're here. Um, so, 26 miles off the coast of California. Far before there were any Europeans in California or on any of these islands. And when I say Europeans, you know what I mean? Wink, wink, wink. I mean guys that look like you and me. They were indigenous peoples. The Chumash Indians were the coastal th- Indians in California, particularly Southern California. Chumash Indians were doing a pretty interesting thing. 
They were seafaring. Okay? Okay. They had these canoes and canoe technology that no other Indians in North America had. Canoe technology in, like, 380. Yeah, we're talking about before any, any European settlement here. So but they had the technology. They were making canoes. When I say technology, I don't mean... They don't have a motor yet. I don't say motors. But I'm saying <laughs> they were making canoes yeah. in a way that no other Indians in North America were making canoes. Like with wood? No, they were these woven. It was just kind of a woven canoe. And I, and I thought I printed out... Oh, here we go. So... Was that someone just burped? So, the Chumash, they were making these canoes. They were called Tomal, T-O-M-O-L. And they were a like a plank-style canoe. I have a picture of them right here. It was this, this nice. plank canoes. And nobody else was making those in North America. There were some other people making them in Peru. And the predominant people that were making that kind of canoe at the time were Polynesian. Right. That makes sense. So it shows that there were obviously, and not only the canoes, but also uh, the um, the fish hooks, the shell fish hooks. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, technology. When I say technology, I don't mean obviously like, you know, um, computers and I mean stuff like that but they were using these things these, this technology that nobody else in North America was using at the time but the people in, in Polynesia were using so it shows that there was a clear connection between the coastal Indians here in California and the Polynesians which is rad. That's rad. And people, you know, it's like we take the world for granted. We're all on our planes, trains, automobiles, doing our thing. But way before we were doing any of that, the the people that were here before us were out there, man, doing it. And they were out there in a little tiny canoe, not some big boat like this even. Some little tiny canoe with a with a pig and a prayer. Hoping they were going to bump into some kind of landmass. And hey, um, when you're out at sea, your pig, it, it serves a, le- a lot of kind of different duties. Right. It's kind of like you're a towel when you're, when you're your man Friday. hitchhiking through the galaxy. Right. Your pigs, yeah, your man Friday. <laughs> you cut them with them at night. You know, you maybe eat a little bit of them sometime. Jesus. Keeps well, you warm. I think he stops keeping you warm, though. When yeah, he well, he doesn't keep you warm as much once you start eating off him. But <laughs> I, I want to talk a, a quick second about the canoe deal. Yeah. Can we get in there for a second? Yeah. We took a 51-foot sea ray to Catalina, 26 miles, and we're a little haired by the swell. Right. We had, a little, we, had a little, we had some, you know, eight, ten, maybe six to eight feet. Can I? The swells are pretty big. How do these men 6,000 years ago take a canoe here and, if and I can, we complain if I can if I can add some, some technical details to that discussion um, we were going 26 miles an hour in a 51 foot boat burning 43 to 46 gallons an hour um, it's crazy yeah, yeah, but how do Indians do that on a no. canoe? Yeah, it's, it's slowly, you know, close to the shore. And slowly. Like, they slept in it. Yeah, they... it's crazy. Here's another thing really quick, and I don't want to belabor this whole topic, but it's interesting. 
um, the they call them the tamal. The Chumash Indians called their thing the tamal, their their canoe the tamal, right? It's, which is the Polynesian word for yeah. canoe. It, wow. It, which is crazy, right? They call themselves the people of the tamal. Um, with T-O, again, T-O-M-O-L. So, in, in anyway, it's very interesting. Um, they were out there, the seafaring Native Americans, the seafaring... Uh, it, I'm just going to say, it, the people that were here before us, they were out there, man. They're moving around. Pretty crazy. Pretty it's, awesome. It's impressive. It's very impressive. It's it's a commitment. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a, it's a legit commitment. They're... Gonna go a, a little bit of distance every day. Yeah, and, right. And try and then and hope that they find it. something. Drink. They're can. They're they were collecting dew off their sails of the morning for the right. water that they drank. Um, you know, I mean, everything is again. Like, it's one, two, three. Not very even many people. When you, it was kind of a rite of passage. Yeah. When you reached a certain age, you went to sea. And you and the thing is, is they were making these passages back and forth too. Once they would find a place, they were riding these currents. Um, but anyway, it's pretty clear that they the the Polynesians were they're hitting uh, Hawaii, and then after Hawaii, they came to the coast of California. Um, so that's that's cool. So you know uh, that passage that we made today. I like to think about those things when we're doing that because we were talking. We've been talking kind of a little bit over the last couple of weeks about Native Americans and some of the people that were here before us and the the Sonoran Indians, um, which obviously were also the Indians that were here in California and that whole tradition was just very very different than what the Chumash. And the people that were here on Catalina, which I think they were called the Pilmu, something like that. Um, what what they were doing was just very, very different than what the other natives of the time were doing. So that's cool. So that's some seafaring knowledge of the of the time. It's nice to be seafaring and have knowledge while seafaring. It is. It's one thing well, to, to seafare, but to have seafaring knowledge. Well, you you definitely don't want to see fair if you don't have Let knowledge. Me, right? Can I can I add a, a just a wrinkle to the? So let's talk about countries that are going out to find the world. You know, these are the Magellans. These are the right. Christopher Columbus. You're leaving a major a place that you only know is a major <laughs> right. city. Right. You don't know that anything exists past twenty miles offshore. I mean, you just don't literally know. twenty miles. Twenty miles. <clears throat> that was uh, over the horizon. Yeah. And so you're, they're going to send you over that, and you're going to cross from Europe to South America, most likely. Right. By the way, the trade winds go, you're probably going to go end up in the Caribbean. Right. And then you're going to be like, uh, okay, let's imagine what this is, because there was no pre-drawn. Maps and well, it's like, my thing is like, what kind of what kind of rations are you bringing? Yeah, like, are no, we I'm going for like two weeks, weeks or like and eight coconut? years? No, yeah, no, and some gonna... and some taro roots, and, and it's not the... like you can refuel. You no. know, the no. wind. No. It was the way. It was yeah. the way. So that it was, you know, it took a lot of faith. You just took to sea. Pretty crazy. So some more kind of like coastal nautical stuff, really quick. 
Okay, let's get into it. You pointed at the booze? I pointed at the booze. This is historical booze a little bit, kind of. So what we're drinking tonight is Lost Republic Bourbon. This is a California-made bourbon. And I got into an argument the other day about guys was trying to tell me you, if it's not made in Kentucky, it can't be bourbon. Not the case. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, bourbon has to be made in the United States, but it does not have to be made in Kentucky. So, FYI. Lost Republic bourbon. Lost Republic. Why is it called that? There was a time where California was its own independent republic. And it lasted for like a month. Yeah. Right? So if I could read this, it would be amazing. But I can't. So I'll edit it in later. In June of 1846... 33 California settlers captured the Mexican garrison in Sonoma and raised the bear flag, declaring independence. The California Republic lasted 26 days before the U.S. cavalry arrived. The Republic supported the United States of America, raising the stars and stripes and joining the Union. So for 26 days, California was an independent republic. There was a time where a moment where California was its own ind- independent republic, yeah. and that's what this bourbon is is paying homage to. They were the people that first raised the bear flag, and that's where the bear flag comes from. Where'd you discover this? Uh, the liquor store. Yeah. Right? Like High Times? Literally or just wherever. walking down the thing. Oh, just I walking saw down that the thing. Awesome. Walking down the aisle, saw uh, it was a California bourbon. I like the name. I, I wanted to try it. Yeah. It looks so here like, we go. Let's get it, a cork look, pull. It looks like you're about to try it. So what's what's the name of this? Lost Republic Bourbon. You should mention the look of the bottle, right? It's stout. It looks like I like oh, the it, bottle. I love the bottle. It looks like an old, like late eighteen hundreds tonic bottle. Would that be accurate? To Don't get? you like the bottle? Yeah, I do. Say Ryan likes Ryan's the bottle. Ryan's really into yeah, it. Yeah, it's no. I mean, listen, we're. We we spend a lot of hours a day looking at bottle design. We look at a lot about, and that is a really nice bottle. I I, it, yeah. I have gotten I have learned so much in the last six months about bottle design, and what it does uh, in the market. What it, that we literally look at. There's like ten things I look for in a bottle at these points. Like so how, Ryan, how how a bottle's put together is there's important a lot to it, for sure. How it sits on the shelf. Oh yeah. The the visibility, visibility from behind the bar. And and I literally know there's five points or something that I need to see. I want I want to see the name of the alcohol, the distiller of the alcohol, the uh, the 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 classification. Is this a gin spirit? Is this a vodka spirit? Is this a whiskey spirit? Like I like to see, or is this a Western whiskey? Or so is this, this is forty five point five percent. Okay. So 90. So yeah. 90 proof. 91. 91. Yeah, 91.8. Um, I think it's very smooth and very easy drinking. Yeah. There Oaky, was, dark. Was, dark. There was dark no, color. There was no um, harsh. I don't want to say harsh because sometimes the, the back taste is delicious. Yeah. Bourbon. It doesn't have that. It's all front. And whether you like that or not, but I liked it. I thought it was good. You know, liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Right. Wait, Jesus. no. Wait, That's the no. good casino. Yeah. Has that for it going on. 
Like I, I'm, I'm sure they had here at, at the Catalina Casino. So our crossing today, how did it go? I think it was pretty, it was... How long did it take us? I think it was, we're like an hour and 40. Yeah, hour one, and 40 one minutes. 40. Yeah, hour and 40 minutes. Dana Point to Avalon Harbor. Yeah, right. Uh, we had some big swells. Couple, you know. Big swells, but they were at a beautiful, they were at a, a really long interval. frequency. Yeah, interval. frequency. Yeah. And so wait, wait, it was... Wait, what is the term? Well... A frequency interval works. for waves of water, but it's probably, uh, I mean, interval frequency for waves, uh, frequency for sound waves, but I think interval for water waves. Okay, well there we go. I, I but I'm I'm just guessing, and that just it because, sounds really good to me. Yeah. I bought it. Yeah. Let's just put it this way: at this point tonight, Ryan's talking science like he knows what he's talking about because he does, but he's also wearing a full tracksuit and has hat on a wig at this point while eating monkey balls. Yeah, so so that's a lot to break down. We ate monkey balls for dinner, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's I mean, a thing. Not we, afraid to say. It. A delicacy that you can have here on Catalina, monkey balls. Okay, it's not. Oh, well, it's not they consist monkey, of like they, they monkeys, consist, like like a chimpanzee's testicles. Well, no, it's not that either. It's I believe it's not, it's, like you know how there's Rocky Mountain oysters. That's a real. That's a real thing. Balls. Yeah, that's um uh, buffalo balls. It's no, up in it's Montana. Like bulls balls. Uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. Rocky Mountain oysters. Bull balls. Bull balls. So monkey balls aren't actually balls. They are crab-stuffed mushrooms that are then breaded and deep-fried. And those were pretty good. Yeah. I had had those. I'd have them again. I figure out how to make it happen, and then I figure out how to make it weird. (laughs) That's Ryan Hatch. Ryan Hatch, here we go. So, a little more history. This is something that we've talked about before on the show. Um... And I want to. I'm just gonna drive it home again tonight because I think it's pretty We're rad. We're gonna do it again. My wife's great 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 grandfather. Wait, how many? Great. Greats? Three greats. Great, great. So that's two hundred years ago. Because grandfather's one. Yeah, it's like 1830. Because there's a date right here. Um, 1870. I- is the date. Okay. 1870 was the first guy so we're talking Chumash Indians. The Chumash Indians had, were all up and down the coast here. One of the places that they were was in a little lagoon that they were calling at the time San Joaquin Bay. We call it today Newport Harbor. Wow. Or Newport Beach. Newport Beach is a, a really big, it's the only other natural harbor on the coast of California. There's Newport, there's uh, San Pedro, and there's San Francisco. Those are the only natural inlets on the coast of California. So Meg's great-great-great-grandfather, Samuel Dunnels, comes up from San Diego in a flat-bottomed, steam-powered paddle boat. <laughs> paddle boat? Right. 
comes up the coast of California, and because it's this flat bottom boat, he can go across the sandbar into what is Newport Harbor. And he his boat was full of shingles and bricks. And he comes across the sandbar. Wouldn't when, 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 when that weigh it down? Well, it did, but he, he got in there. He established a commercial port and said, hey, I brought built and he brought building materials and they started building and he established the first commercial trading area in Newport Harbor. And he went back to San Diego and said, I have established a new port. Samuel Dunnell's named it Newport. The reason we call it Newport Beach is because Meg's great-great-great-grandfather went back to San Diego and said, I have found a new port. And that's why they call it Newport Beach. So that's pretty cool. Family history connected to where we've you know, come yeah. on from. We didn't actually come from Newport Beach. I wish Beach. I had we some from... kind of history like that. Yeah, no, we're, we're, that's, like, that's, that's what a... I'm saying. Is this has been our birthright. Well, this is... Like, a... to travel, traverse the coastal waters of California. I mean, we... Yeah, but you, you, you know, it sucks for you. I'm, I'm mad at you. You have the ultimate Thanksgiving Day table story. I mean, that's a pretty good one, right? I mean, yes. Just to tell it. It's anyway. a good one. September 10th, 1870. But would Jeremy tell it too much? Do you think it would... Oh, Ryan's not in the position to answer it at the moment. <laughs> September 10th, 1870, Captain Samuel Sumner Dunnells Cautiously guided his 105-ton flat-bottom steamer, the Vaquero, into the virtually unexplored Newport Bay, then known as San Joaquin Bay. Vaquero was loaded with 5,000 shingles and 5,000 feet of lumber from San Diego as he cautiously enters the bay at, at first light. Dunnells was successful and our harbor finally had a source of needed supplies. In a short period of time, Dunnells had built a small wharf and warehouse near the west end of today's Newport Bay Bridge. Did you? Do you have a black card? Like a like the uh, uh, our friend Sean had the black card at Staples Center where you go went to every event. If you your wife should have great the- great great grandfather. Founded Newport. You know, she should have the, everything Why that happens there. You should get free everything there. Yeah, you're, that's a great point, Joss. If the mayor of Newport Beach is listening right now, it seems like you deserve get, it. Get your fast desserts or whatever that's called. Who is Just that? Dessert. Wait, what, who's what? What? Uh, if Dennis Rodman is listening right now, because you know, Jeremy wants his just desserts. Yeah, I want my just desserts. I want everything free. Because isn't he the mayor of Newport Beach? Well, he might as well be. I mean, everyone... Here's another little fun history fact, guys, because we're doing history tonight and stuff. Dana Point, which is the harbor we actually came from. We didn't come from Newport Beach tonight over here. We came from Dana. Dana's an interesting story. Richard Henry Dana, on a little boat called the Pilgrim, came from Massachusetts... All the way over here, and to to Dana Point. So what? Okay, what a year? I get a year on that. Let's say so. He lived. Let's say here, uh, early life, education, voyage. Let's do this. Uh, wishing to return. Point Loma. Here we go. 
inspired him to... On August 14th, 1834, he departed Boston aboard the Pilgrim. Yeah. Captained by Frank Thompson, bound for Alta, California. Wow. Is anything going to go the long way around? The long way, maybe. Where else are they going to go? There's no Panama Canal. There's no Panama Canal. They're going the long way around. Yeah. Crazy. So, here's another very interesting thing. And back in the time, what are you going to hit? One of the first things you're going to hit, I mean, as you're coming into California, you're going to hit the the Channel Islands. Mm -hmm. So, back in the day, all these islands out here, Catalina being one of them, there were outposts here for fur trappers, otter trappers, um smugglers, Russian, China, China Cove right here is literally named because Chinese immigrants were being brought and sold here on the island. You know, back How long ago was that? That was, again, I think back in the 1800s. So... Dana, 1800s, comes to, comes here from all the way from Massachusetts and they are collecting um, cow hides... So there was cattle all over the coast, and the indigenous people here had cattle, and they actually used cow hides as sails. They would no. just like put up a cow, a cow hide, and use it, in, you know, on a mast and sail around the, the chumash. Really? Yeah, would use a cow, just a cow hide as a sail on a mast. So very, very cool, and um, and so Richard Henry Dana was here. They collected cow hides, and then they were taking it back to sell back in Europe. And they named the harbor that we came out of uh, after him. And there's a, a replica of his boat, or was, I should say, a replica of the Pilgrim there in Vena yeah. Point. And it sank last year during COVID in 2020. But, tr- you know, crazy. Guys coming over here in the 1800s, think about it. Making the long trip from Massachusetts for cow hides. Well, yeah, when you, when you think about it, also... Uh, we rolled up. Someone came out to meet us. Told us where we were going to park. Yeah. Uh, there's no moorings. No. There's no. No idea know. what you're doing. Yeah. You just pull into a city and be like, I hope they don't shoot us when we go in there. Exactly. And so exactly, indigenous people hope they they're friendly and not foes. And so what's crazy is so, Dana was actually a lawyer. He wasn't even a a, a, a seaman. He he. Uh, so there was no water taxi into the restaurant. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> True story. And he went on to do a lot of lawyery stuff, but and one of the main things that he did is to be an advocate for the treatment of sailors while they're at sea because he witnessed a bunch of bullshit. Essentially, the captain on the Pilgrim, like floggings that right. he depicted, and he wrote a little book called. Flog the dolphin. He wrote a little book called Two Years Before the Mass, and he depicts the entire voyage. He also he depicts an incredible passage, an Arctic passage. Um, even Melville uh, says, like, if you want to read one of the most gripping depictions of a uh, of sailing through it, you know, the Arctic seas, um, read Richard Henry Dana's depiction. He must have written it with an icicle. He says, wow. it was pretty rad. So, uh, if you haven't picked that one up, kids, two years before the mast, very cool, connected to California. Um, I'm, I'm super into the California nautical stuff, so I, I'd eat it up. I don't think people talk about it enough. Seawolf, 
There's, there's, please don't tell me there's wolves at sea. No, there's, there's a little book called Sea Wolf oh, that if you haven't right. read that, um, definitely check it out. It's by Jack London. All right, guys. <clears throat> What's your favorite part about this actually happening? We're in Jeremy's boat. We're looking directly at downtown Avalon. So, Jer, we're now 45 minutes into the show. We've been back on the boat about an hour. We went in to have a great dinner into town in Avalon. I would say we're about a third of a mile off offshore, right? From You can still hear people partying, but we have our own mooring. I mean, we are floating. We're not at a dock. We're at a mooring. We're at a mooring. We're sleeping on the boat. This is our hotel tonight. Right. You can see two different signs that says motel. Right. But I, I mean, at, at this point, I mean, that would be a long swim. A cold swim. If you wanted to get from here to where the Ryan, lights are. Ryan would make it 100 yards in his tracksuit. Not in that tracksuit, no. no. Way you right down. Did we, is Simon, did, I think Simon, Simon's Simon. in Ryan's bed. No, no, Simon, I think he's sleeping outside. Oh, no, I think he's in Jeremy's bed. Nice. Really? I think so. What? That is something that I would like to, to mention. I don't know if you realized or if you noticed the um, the accent. The Catalina accent. It's a small island. There yeah. are a, a, a group of people that have lived here their entire lives, grown up here uh, in, in a small community, and they have developed a very, very distinct Catalina accent. It's 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 a little bit like the kind of um, Hispanic uh, Los Angeles accent. I think it's a little valley, um, with a little kind of a lilt, uh, yeah, like a lilt. Our waitress, I think, had a little bit of that accent. Remember, she said she was born and raised here. Yep. Yeah, she did. That was the person that was born and raised, and she, uh, you know, I don't want to give her age, but she was in her twenties. She was forty-eight. Kind of a looker. No, she was like like 25, right? And she did have a little bit of a lilt. There was a little bit of a thing. Yeah. But everybody, every time I've come here, everyone's so nice. Oh, yeah. This is a place where people go away from, like, their lives. This is like a getaway. Like, can I get here in two hours and spend 48 hours and forget, like, every bad deal I made... Every mispractice I made with my kid. People just come here to like, this is like an oasis from like real life. Do you agree? I do. I do. And I think it's a great segue into maybe some of the dark history of um, Catalina. Can we gamble here? Well, you used to be able to. Right, right off to there. our port, uh, there is a big building uh, that is the original Catalina Casino. And they used to ship people over here. So, off the coast of California, um, they used to have these sin boats. What were those things called? I don't know. They were just, they were just boats, but essentially, no, the, that the, came... This used to be like... We're like Monroe and James Cagney. No, but remember, we, they used to have these, like, well, yeah, gambling boats. Yeah, it was... No, so there was, there was big... Larger boats out out in the sea, and they literally twenty eight miles, thirty miles out in the ocean, and from San Diego they just had regular 
ferry service that went to and from those boats because they were in international waters and there was drinking was allowed uh gambling was allowed uh i mean because it was it was international waters anything goes you know they could have boxing matches they probably could have a panda boxing match um, panda you know, versus panda. Panda or panda versus take? person. No, I take the know. panda. Panda person, I take panda. Yeah, I take panda. How about those dolphins on the way over today? We saw a dolphin get five feet in the air. I mean, they were like competing to see who yeah. could jump as high. Spinning, I mean, that was some of the most athletic dolphinry that I have seen in, in a long time. Your boat has great dolphinry. Yeah, we give off good dolphinry, so we, we dropped it down. To about what? What would you say? We're going about twelve miles an hour there. Yeah, 12. I don't speak knots. Most people that are on that do boats, they, they speak. You know, my my boat. I'm going twelve knots, thirteen. Miles. I don't know what the hell a knot is. I speak in miles per hour. So we were going like twelve miles per hour today, and it made a really nice little fucking wake in the back. And these this full pot of dolphins came over and was totally surfing in the wake, jumping out like. Spinning, oh, incredible, and jumping straight out, not yeah. like, not like with the wave, like oh look, this little no, straight up. No, they were like it seemed as and if the, they were and competing. Flipping. Yeah, like and there's no reason for them to do that other than they're just having a good time, right? That's it, not a, they're not hunting. No, this is what I said when we were driving over here. It's amazing how a wild uh, sea animal. I mean, they're having fun. Yeah. There's no doubt that's play. Yeah, they were play. It's just, it's it's crazy. The, I love, I I'd love to study that. How, they know when they see a boat come, it's time for fun, and that's loud, crisp. Jeremy's having a little uh, I'm snack eat a, break. A, a, is that loud when I eat those? Yeah. I mean. Send them over here when you're done. Some but. Lay's potato chips. No, we're, we're, at we're all gonna, gonna get We're all gonna eat it. We all know it. So that was cool. Very cool seeing the dolphins. Um, we saw, uh, I don't know, we saw there's a lot of sea life. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's the thing. You we get a little bit off the coast, and all of a sudden there's a lot yeah. of things going on. We saw on. the largest patty I've seen in years. I mean, we're talking 15. Wait, is that You're loud? Ch- yes. So you can what? hear you chewing. When you say patty, what do you mean by so, that? So, like, uh, a floating kelp bed. Um, sometimes it has, a you know, something floating in the ocean caught in it. So it's you know, a couple of two-by-fours, things like that. Um, but it was it was a huge... I mean, we're talking 25 feet across. Um, birds standing up on it. It was so big. Like, that is... that If that was midsummer, that had 200 Dorado underneath it every totally. day of the week. And we didn't have any fishing poles. I wish we would have brought fishing poles. Trust Dorado. Me. I've already. What's another word for Dorado? Dolphin. What's fish. another word for the Dorado? Mahi mahi. Mahi mahi. Yeah. Really great fish. Beautiful, yeah. first of all. Yeah. When you see them underwater, they're like green, purple streak, gold streaking under the water. Great fighting fish. Ah. Uh. Jumps. Jumps. Great eating fish. Thick, white fillets. I mean, I love catching a Dorado, man. Brown butter sauce. Oh, yeah. Give me a Dodo all day. 
love a wahoo. Oh, love a wahoo. Maybe my favorite fish that we catch that we eat. Yeah. I love wahoo. Wahoo tacos. 100%. 100%, right? Yeah. That, that is my favorite ca- fish to catch that that we catch. And eat. And eat. Yeah. Yum. What's, your, what, what's your favorite fish? No, that's what we're saying. Wahoo. What? No, that's Chilean, your favorite fish. Chilean that, sea bass is that, my favorite that is, fish. No, that we catch. Yeah, that yeah. We yeah. Catch. That, oh, you're, yeah. Are you saying in general yeah. what's your favorite fish? Okay, no, no, let's, no. let's go deep. Chilean sea bass is the is it's is it's one like of the eating best, a filet um, mignon. Yeah, it's one of the best fish there is. I think Dolly Varden. You get it from yeah. You get it from uh, Santa Monica Seafood. Um, you get a, a big piece of uh, Chilean sea bass. Did you see Dolly Parton? It's amazing. <laughs> By the way, huge hey, I think a filet of that. Yeah. Nice, shit out. Nice shout out to Santa Monica Seafood. Great establishment. I oh mean, my goodness! You want to go get a piece of fish? Yeah, if that's you're in the spot. Newport Beach, Costa Mesa area, if we're basically South County, Orange County, and you're willing to make the drive, uh, go to Santa Monica Seafood. You can eat in, also take out raw fish. Oh, yeah. Great! I go there, get a whole, get, get an entire trout. Yeah. Um, they have a, a great smoked uh, section. They've got poke, ceviche, everything you need. The, uh, um, and. Over twenty years, right? That was there when we were living in CDN. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Jeremy put the CD in CDN. <laughs> I got that. So we're here at sea. We miscalculated our fuel consumption a little bit. We we made an estimate of uh, thirty gallons an hour. <laughs> we were going through forty two. So we're twenty seven percent off, which is kind of a big percent. It is. It is. It's not in an estimate. It's that, relevant. In an estimate, we don't call it that uh, close correlation. Yeah, we didn't closely correlate. No. Are so, we going to make it home, or are we going to have to wait for the dock to open? Um, well, there that, that that's an interesting question because yes, we will make it home, but. <laughs> We don't have any room for error. Error. If we have to slow That's not down. A necessarily a place you want to be. No. Right? In the Pacific Ocean. Recalculate. In the Pacific Ocean, that's not a place you want to be. Yes, we can make it home. But if we have to stop because another boat's on fire or trying to pick up people out of the ocean or we overheat or anything like that, there's no... We can't just run a generator and engines for... With no with no regard, you know we we have to have a specific. You know, I mean, listen, we have cable television. We have breakfast materials. Do we? I say we go for it. <laughs> okay. If we get stranded, I mean, I'm on a boat on the Pacific Ocean. Hey, I'm willing to push off it. We crack. we could definitely. Make it, and we could definitely call someone to pull us in if we didn't, because we'd know hours in advance. But I don't think that's this the situation we want to be. Okay, in. <laughs> we're gonna make the call in the morning. I want before we before we close out tonight. I want to touch on uh, something I tried to bring up a little earlier. You poo pooed me. One of the dark moments of Catalina Island, the only one that I know of, and it was something that happened while I was a kid, and I remember it being on the news, and so it was like I remember it. And that is the death of Natalie Wood over here. 
Do you know anything about that? Do you? Uh, I know the name. I I, I think I've seen any uh, special on it. But Her husband. What year was it? Or ish? 90s? No idea. Seventies. It, it was seventies. Maybe early eighties. Okay. All right. So Natalie Wood died on Santa Catalina Island, November twenty eighth, nineteen eighty one. She was over there on a boat with her husband, Robert Wagner, who you might remember as number two from the Austin Power movies. Uh, so Natalie, her husband, Robert Wagner, and Christopher Walken are on Catalina on their boat, and they're partying. They had some drinks. They'd been into town. Um, there's some conjecture that maybe there was a little bit of flirting going on between uh, Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood and that that pissed off Robert Wagner. Uh, for what, whatever reason, some of the other boaters around that night report that they heard um, some arguing taking place on the boat, uh, particularly between Robert Wagner and his wife, Natalie Wood. Okay? So that happens then the next morning, she is found floating under the dinghy and has drowned. Somehow Natalie Wood ends up drowning. Blah, blah, blah. Natalie Wood ends up drowning. And she's like at the peak of her career. If you don't know who this is, kids, look her up. She was beautiful, act, little actress, peak of her career, uh, ends up drowned. Over here. She drowns over here. How? Why? Well, we don't know. Accident, there's some conjecture. Did James Wagner get away with Is it James Wagner or Robert Wagner? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did Robert Wagner get away with a little something? Or, so because there's some some uh, postulation that there was a little bit of maybe flirty, flirty going on between Natalie and Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner got a little pissed, mm -hmm. and maybe there was some fighting that took place, and uh, I don't know. Natalie ends up dead. That's that's scary. I don't want to hear this story right at the end of the podcast. Right, so don't piss me off. Right, seriously. I'll hit you I mean, with an order. <coughs> they found her like under the dinghy. They say she went, oh, she went for like a midnight swim. Yeah. Okay. Wound up under the dinghy. Guessing she didn't go for a midnight right. swim. So, weird. Are you going to go didn't. for a midnight swim or are you going to just. I'm not going to do a midnight swim in October, right at Halloween. Let's do a polar bear plunge first thing in the morning. <laughs> right. And then we'll head out. And we'll shove off. Quick shower. No shower for you. The captain no. gets to shower. There's yeah. a minimal amount of hot water on the vessel. <laughs> How many times did all of us almost fall off the boat? Several. And we've done this isn't our first rodeo, but Will it you just describe shows you yourself it. as seaworthy or ungainly. Which is more accurate? <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go with seaworthy because I'm I don't get seasick. Right. Like we have a lot of friends and that we have a lot of friends that get seasick. Like, we have so many friends that are so excited you got the boat, and you put them on the boat, and they're you like, freak uh, out. We're I'm never coming back on it again. You like, don't get seasick, and you're buoyant. I'm very, well, <laughs> I don't know how buoyant. I mean, at what level is your belly buoyant versus not buoyant? It's buoyant, baby. It's bu Hey, it's buoyant, baby. <laughs> All right, I will well. tell you, me, you, me, and Ryan. 
are the perfect three for this trip. Mm-hmm. Because that was not an easy ride in. And we made the most of it and had fun. It's a little rocky now. Yes, <laughs> we got a little cross. It'll be nice though. Like sleep, like I, I, I but, like sleeping in the rockiness. Yeah. But a lot of our friends, this would be a oh, nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely need to. I, I need you to go to the front, inspect the fucking tie. I do. I'll go check out the before, tie downs before we go to bed. Yeah. So good night to you, ladies and gentlemen from C. Thank you for being here. Uh, and that's going to do it. Thank you very much for being here. A little non-traditional episode. Um, we will be back in the lab next week with a more traditional format. And so we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. <laughs>